Unity of Farmington Hills, a powerful path for spiritual living. today. I'm Donna Opoka and I'll be reading the announcements. Please join us after service for fellowship down in Social Hall. We have food now. Yay. <laughs> today, and today there will be an interfaith volunteer caregivers presentation at 1115. 
regarding volunteer opportunities. IVC provides assistance to older and disabled adults who need a little extra help. It's an opportunity to volunteer or, and find out how you can receive help for your loved ones. Our next critical conversations is tomorrow night on Zoom at 7 p.m. Let me just add my voice to Reverend Kelly's and invite white people specifically to join us. These conversations, I've come to believe, are one of the most important things we can do at this church. Do you know how special we are? Yes. Only 10% of congregations are multicultural. Wow. We are doing great work here. So if you can, join us. And if you can't join us, read a book. I, <laughs> I've gathered some books together um, in the library about the topics we've been talking about. And if you don't have time to read a book, watch a video. There are tons of videos on these topics. So if you can, though, please join us tomorrow night. The hospitality team training was moved to next Sunday, April 2nd, at 1145 in the kitchen. This is for the kitchen team and anyone else interested in volunteering. On Thursday, April 6th, some of us are volunteering at Forgotten Harvest in Oak Park from 1 to 4 p.m. There are four slots available. Please see Charmaine Pearson or Reverend Kelly to volunteer. We are having a Good Friday service on April 7th at 6.30, and everyone is welcome, both Zoom and in person. YouTube and person, and in person. Our annual Easter egg hunt is on Saturday, April 8th from 1 to 3. This is a community outreach event. All children are invited. We need volunteers for the event, so if you can donate Easter candy or volunteer, and to help out, please see Sharon Clays. The church directory fundraiser for our capital campaign ends next Sunday. So far, we've got 25 people who have turned in their envelopes, their completed directory information envelopes. Envelopes must be returned next Sunday to be included in the directory. If you choose to donate, please enclose your donation in the envelopes, but donations are not required to be in the church directory. Spe special messages and business ads may be purchased using the special form included in the fundraiser packet you, re you received from the greeters. Whoever can obtain the most special messages or business ads wins $100. Envelopes and ad forms can be returned on Sundays from 9.20 to 10 o'clock at the table near the front entrance or from 11 to 11.45 after service in the social hall, and on Tuesdays from 10 to 12.30. Volunteers are needed for this project, especially someone with graphic design experience. If you would like to volunteer or have questions, please see Lois Jones, Sharon Lewis, Victoria Urista, Chuck Manastra, or Bonnie McNamara. For online donations, go to the website, click on Church Directory Fundraiser, and type Directory Fundraiser in the comments box. Today, during fellowship, we are drawing one of the envelopes to win a year's subscription to the Daily Word. Let's have fun raising funds for the capital campaign. Reverend Victoria Jewel Hart is our prayer chaplain for today. She will be available to pray with you after service near the patio doors. To stay abreast of our activities and upcoming events, please visit unityfh.com, check out our Facebook page, or read through our weekly newsletter. To receive our email blasts, go to unityfh.com and complete the form on the bottom of the page. And now, as the music team sings, surely the presence, let us prepare our hearts and our minds to hear the daily word, and for our opening prayer and meditation.
Well, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Hey, Sabina. Oh, we got some other new folks in here. I'm loving it. Oh, man. <clears throat> so now it's time for the reading of the daily word. So if you'd like to close your eyes and listen, I invite you to do so. If not, feel free to read along. Sunday, March 26, 2023. Joy. And today we affirm, I draw from my wellspring of joy. And the message reads, there are so many ways to express joy. I may speak words of praise that bring the awareness of even more blessings to mind. I may take joyful action, every, my every step aglow with the light of God enlightening all I do. I celebrate the playful joy of every child, especially the child within me. I experience the same happiness whether I am in the heart of a busy city or in the stillness of nature. And then there is the quiet joy of just being, the richest joy of all. I rediscover my joy by taking slow, deep breaths, tapping into my wellspring of well-being that never runs out. I feel its energetic flow spilling over into my heart and life. What joy to be a spiritual being, a precious child of God. Our Bible verse for today comes from Luke chapter 2, verse 10. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing good news of great joy for the, all the people. Let us pray. So with our eyes gently closed, let's take a deep cleansing breath. Just allow your attention to float right down in the center of your chest. This is our heart center, where we tune into the presence of God, the all power that is everywhere present, the only power, the only presence, the only activity that is present in our life, active in our life, co-creating our lives with us. And God, as we tune into this energy that is you within us, the most powerful precious aspect of who we are. We release everything in the hustle of bustle and bustle of this morning and just allow you to radiate deeply and strongly within us. Tuning into a feeling of love. Remembering this Lenten season, whatever it is that we chose to fast from, knowing that you are the strength that is keeping us aligned with that promise. We release it, we surrender it, we let it go. And as we prepare ourselves for the crucifixion day, Good Friday, we know that we are preparing ourselves to release that which no longer serves us, cross it out, crucify it, that we may move in a resurrecting power to a higher vibration of who we are. We remember this on this Passion Sunday. And we thank you, God, for your mighty gift of love that's preparing our hearts and our minds for today's message. Tuning into the Christ within that is opening up us to have a deep understanding of the message and preparing us to be an example and expression of your message. So just for a little bit, we sit in the, in, just in the quiet, letting you resonate just for a little bit. That we may be in recharged. Breathe in deeply, love. And we exhale deeply, love. Our 
our minds are quiet and open. Our hearts radiate love. And we are ready to receive. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And so it is. Amen. I love that. Let's go ahead and affirm our statement of being together. God is all, both invisible and visible. One presence, one mind, one power is all. This one that is all is perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. I am an individualized expression of God. I am ever one with this perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. And let's go ahead and affirm our growth affirmation together. And if you're doubting that it works, just take a look around. <laughs> I got my family here. Hi, Reverend Victoria and my family. I'm just excited today. So if I float up while I'm speaking, you know why. All right, let's go ahead and affirm our growth affirmation together. We give thanks for our expansive congregation that fills our halls, sanctuary, and classrooms with seekers and teachers of unity truth, fills our hearts with love and joy, and provides us with all of the necessary resources to co-create a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world. Look for the good in everything Look for the people who will set your soul free It always seems impossible until it's done Look for the good in people who 
A guitar, I mean uh, on the piano, Carl was jamming on the guitar, and Lauren always on the drum. Woo! You can give another hand. Look for the good. That sounds like a song you would make, Carl. That's why I asked if you made that song. So we have musicians, singers, songwriters in, our, in the midst. We got all kinds of talent in our church. Isn't that some sweet business, y'all? Okay. Uh, <laughs> Y'all brand new today. Uh-uh. I'm going to ask you again. And I'm going to do a slang style. Ain't that some sweet business, y'all? Yeah. Thank you. Oh, yeah. After this amazing performance. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm not going to accept a little winky dink. I mean, a rinky dink. Oh, man. So I um, read this cute little joke that I want to share, and I, I probably got to read it because I, I practiced it, but I didn't practice this enough, so I might mess it up if I don't read it. A customer sent a large order to a distributor. The distributor noticed that he the person still owed the bill from the last order. So he sent, sent a message that said, we can't ship your order until you pay the last bill. The next day, the reply came, please cancel the order. We can't wait that long. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Lois, thank you for that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, um, so some of you all know that I like starting off with jokes. Sometimes I'm real serious after the songs that have been sung, and I'm too busy crying to tell a joke. But today was a good, uplifting one. So thank you, Lois, for the joke. Joy, yes. And it's related to joy, which was today's daily word. So moves us right into... Um, into uh, the Spirit of God. My mind is blown because I'm hearing God, so I just got to, had to slow down for a minute. I'm going to finish what we talked about last week because as, we were, as I was going into it, there was a lot to dive into, and so I was led to cut it off where I finished and then to re revisit it today, to pick up where I left off today. Last week, my talk title was Jesus Feeds 5,000, and this is the same, Jesus Feeds 5,000, but uh, welcoming the multitude. And that's an interesting thing because when we were studying this, we saw how Jesus welcomed the multitude, but the disciples said, send them home. <laughs> so I want to go deeper into this because this is something that a lot of us have trouble with. It's easy to handle things when we know how to figure it out. But when it's big things in front of us that we're dealing with, when there's crises, when there's death, when there's illness, when there's situations going on, when there's a job loss, all of those types of circumstances that you have no idea how you're going to handle it, I consider that a multitude circumstance because it's so big, we, we, we're not sure how we're going to tackle it ourselves. Does that make sense? Yes. 
And so last week we talked about, we went first into Jesus when Jesus sent out the, the 12 disciples. And it was interesting because this happened first, and it's necessary to see this piece because it feeds into the other piece. And when I was reading through this, I was reading about what they showed how John the Baptist died in between. It's sandwiched in between the story of when Jesus sends out the disciples, the 12 disciples. He called them. He gave them authority and power and authority over casting out demons and over healing. But the truth is, he didn't give them that authority because we're born with it. If you're born in the image and likeness of God, you have the authority to cast out anything that you created inside of yourself. Amen? Amen. If you got the power to create it, you got the power to cast it out. And really what you're doing is you have the power and the authority to transmute it to the higher level of the truth of who you are. Does that make sense? And when you live in that truth, the truth will set you what? Free. Because that's how the illness leaves. And as I was digging into this, it just came a little bit deeper that I had to talk about this a little bit more. Because he called them, he prepared them, but he gave them the power, gave them awareness of their power and authority, and then he sent them out. And one of the things that I said last week is that we are called, initially, we are called because all of us are, is born, each one of us is born with some type of purpose, some type of expression, some type of divine idea in you that is meant to, meant to manifest in this world. Amen? Amen? Now, the thing is searching and finding it. And actually, is what is the easiest that comes so naturally for you to do. That you wouldn't get paid for it, you just do it freely. Even if it's crocheting and you have a joy with crocheting, there's a creative expression in that that is the way God uses you to demonstrate in this world. Does that make sense? So as you crochet, you infuse your love in it and find ways to give that away to others. As a matter of fact, Roxanne was telling me you all know Roxanne. Some of you don't. We have a, a member here. Her name is Roxanne. She's going through a healing opportunity, but she's been having so much love poured into her, and she's got a couple blankets that were crocheted by churches, and the churches blessed them and then sent them to her. And then there's a couple other blankets that have these healing affirmations in them that were sent to her. And they're warm and cuzzy, so she feels hugged by the presence of God and the words of God and the ideas of God when she's holding them, covering herself up with them. That is a beautiful expression of your purpose. That church ministry decided to do that as an, as an example of their purpose. And those who love the crochet participated in that as an example of their purpose. It doesn't have to be something big and grandiose, but your little is just as powerful as the big. Does that make sense? Yes. And so one of the things that was really powerful in what Jesus did when he sent them out, he sent them out to teach about the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Now, I had to look at that, and I have to tell you this, because it is important for you to know the kingdom of God before you can truly heal the sick. Because the kingdom of God is the power, the healing power within you. It is the Christ in you. The kingdom of God is the, the spiritual realm in you. The kingdom of heaven is when you have an intimate relationship with it and start to demonstrate it, learn it, and practice being that oneness of it in this world. And the moment you tap into the kingdom of God and then begin to demonstrate it like they were sent out to do, then you're expressing king, the kingdom of heaven on earth. Does that make sense? Yes. In your body and in this world. And that's what we are meant to do. Let me show you one more thing that, I, that, that caught my eye. When he sent them out, they were disciples. Disciples are those who are learning and studying the word, learning and studying the principles, learning and studying the teachings, and learning and becoming strong in them. When they came back, they were apostles. Apostles are the ones that demonstrate it, be it, and become the manifestation of it. He sent them out two by two to prepare them for what would happen when they came back. The beautiful thing about the two by two is it represents your human and your spiritual at the same time working together as one. But when we do it, when we talk about it in the multitudes, we're going to see something else. Like I said, these two stories, the story of being sent out and the story of coming back, there's something in between them, and that is another story about Herod, how he killed John the Baptist. 
Now, this is important because it's connected to why Jesus took, people, took the disciples over to Bethsaida area and didn't stay where he was. He took the boat over to the Bethsaida area. Because Herod Antiquus, uh, uh, Antipas, he had jurisdiction over where they were. When they traveled over to Bethsaida area, over where Bethsaida was, which represents the, the house of fishing, and fishing represents the multitude of your ideas, the multiplying power of your ideas, the divine ideas of God. Does that make sense? So the distance, remember we talked about when you travel anywhere, it's, it's shifting from one consciousness into another consciousness. When, when uh, Herod killed John the Baptist, he started hearing about Jesus. Wanted to know, wanted to figure out who he was. That's why Jesus moved over to where it was out of his jurisdiction. But because he wanted to have that time with his disciples. So after you have called, you've been called, which means something comes to you that you know you're meant to do. You're always, you're always going to be given the authority to do it because it's already in you. If you are called to do it, you have the authority to do it. Amen? Amen? And then you go out and do it. But the beautiful thing is afterwards is a time of rest. So that's why Jesus takes them to the side. And if you remember, after all of his major miracles, what did he do? He went into the wilderness and rest, right? This is another thing that's important. Resting is important for our physical body. Even when you work out, you have to rest for the muscles to build themselves up. When you're sleeping, your mind, the brain uh, fluids in your mind recycle and cleanse. Your body is in tune with God. That what you've done during the day is dropped down into your long-term memory. And then the presence of God gets to help you work through what your situation is so that when you wake up, you become a greater expression of it. But the other piece of why you rest, which is our fourth unity principle of prayer and meditation, is so that you can sit and be grounded even more deeply in the, in the beautiful, mysterious powers of God. Does that make sense? Oh, my baby put up this fourth unity principle. All right, Howard. I'm loving that man, I tell you. <laughs> Through prayer and meditation and denials and affirmations, we align our minds with God. But if you're too busy to tune into it in the silence, you can't realign. Does that make sense? You have to take a time out every day to realign. And you have to do it on a regular basis. Because when you realign over and over again, you will be prepared for when the multitude comes. Does that make sense? So now let's go into this multitude. We were in Luke chapter 9, verse 10 through 17. And we had already talked about when they had returned. We had talked about him slipping away. We had talked about that when they were resting and the multitudes came, Jesus, came, Jesus um, had compassion on them, and he was the one who taught them about the kingdom of God and then healed them. You have to align with the kingdom of God before you try to do any healing. That is why, as I said last week, the prayer chaplains, when we lovingly listen, we listen from the heart. Because the heart is your segue into God. Does that make sense? Your heart is your segue into the Christ in you. It takes your mind out of the physical realm into the spiritual realm. You tune into God, and that is what you see. And so it is important to study and know and learn the kingdom of God. What's the most powerful reason why? Because that's who you are. That's the greatest, most powerful part of you and me is the kingdom of God. And that same part of you that unconsciously created the illness or brought yourself into the uncomfortable feeling of the circumstance because life will happen, how we experience the life, Depends on our relationship with God. Amen? Amen? So in those moments where we need to rest, we will. But there will be some time when things start to happen and stuff hits the fan. I'm not going to say the word. Y'all know that phrase. I'll say the stuff hits the fan. Back to back to back to back things happening. And you're like, whoa. What is this? And that's what happens here. Jesus welcomed them 
taught them. I'm in verse 11 of chapter 9 in Luke. Jesus welcomed them and taught them about the kingdom of God, and he healed those who were sick. But later on in chapter 12, it says, Later in the afternoon, the 12 disciples came to him and said, Send the crowds away to nearborn uh, villages and farms so they can find food and lodging for the night. There is nothing to eat here in this remote space. Now, this is the thing. This is symbolic of what we do when it feels like the going is too much. <laughs> we ask God to take it away. Jesus welcomed it. We're created to welcome anything that comes our way. Anything. Whether we can see the outcome of it or not, we are created to welcome anything. But until you have the relationship with God, until you go deep into studying and being and understanding that creation that you are, you'll panic and want to get rid of it. Does that make sense? Jesus says, no, you feed them. It's like, what do you mean you must feed them? <laughs> what does he say? Verse uh, 13, you feed them. But we, only, we have only five loaves of bread and two fish. Or are you expecting us to go? and buy enough food for this crowd. So either we ask God to take it away, uh, take it away or we ask God to take us away. <laughs> he said, uh-uh, we're going to do it together. Now, this formula that Jesus gave is what I want to focus on today. First of all, he asked, what do you have? In Mark, like this story is in all four Gospels. That's how significant it is. It is. The first three Gospels are called the Synoptic Gospels because a lot of the major, the major things that Jesus did are in all three of them, the uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. But this one is in all four. It's in John as well because that's how significant this is. That when the going gets tough, you are tough enough to get going. Not away from it, but into it, welcoming it with all your heart, mind, and soul, knowing that it's the Christ in you that will demonstrate the manifestation of the miracle of it. Does that make sense? So he asked in Mark, chapter 6, verse 37. You don't have that one, Howard. Um, he, I, I'm just going off script for the moment. He says, you feed them, but he also says, how much bread do you have? And he says, go and find out in whatever circumstances you find yourself in when it seems like you are just hitting the wall and it's too much. One thing that you will always have. One thing that you will always have. I'll say it again. One thing you will always have is your power and your authority over the situation. Does that make sense? You may not see it, but spiritually, you have the power and the authority over the situation. Now, when I went into John and looked at it at John, that was even deeper for me because in John, Jesus asked Philip, turning to Philip, which represents your power and your authority, he says, where can we buy bread to feed all these people? And it says he was texting Philip for he already knew what he was going to do. The other thing for us to know is that when you're in a situation where it seems too big for you, the answer is already there. God knows how to take care of that situation. Let it go and turn it over to God. Does that make sense? Yes. Now we see Jesus doing this in chapter 9. But what he did, this is the formula. He said, tell them to sit down in groups of about 50 each. Put your intellectual way of thinking down because you're not going to figure it out on your own. That's the first thing you got to do. Let go of trying to figure it out on your own. Put your intellectual mind that created the situation in the first place and dug the hole that deep. And even if you didn't dig the hole that deep, that is feeling that bad because you're interpreting it from your intellectual way of being, put it down. Can you say drop it like a hot potato together? Drop it like a hot potato. I'm serious. Put it down. Let that be the first thing you do when you hit the place of being in a situation where it seems too big and you are terrified and scared. Let it go. Put it down. The next thing Jesus does, because your power and your authority is the one thing you always have. He blessed what they did have. It says, um, so the people sat down. Jesus took the five loaves and the two fish. Five 
there's two ways that this has been expressed. Five represents our five physical senses, so it's our flesh side, flesh part of us. Two represents your power to deny and affirm. So when you put down your intellectual way of thinking, you deny what it looks like and you affirm the truth. Does that make sense? The moment you affirm the truth, your spiritual side kicks in. You have the eyes to see, the ears to hear, and every other part of your five physical senses tune into a spiritual expression of God. Does that make sense? This is the other part of the five and the two. Bread represents the substance of God in, all, in which all things are created. You know, when we do communion, we take in the bread, which represents, I mean, which represents the flesh, and then we drink of the, well, the spiritual wine, which represents the spirit. Well, the five represents the spirit of God, the, the word of God, the substance in which all things are, are made. That's where your power and authority is in you. And the two represents your power to deny the illusion of how it appears and your power to affirm your power in the situation and God's presence manifesting in it. Does that make sense? Whether you know how it will determine, how it will figure out, on, I mean, how it will work itself out or not, it does not matter. Total faith does not care how. Total faith knows it will. Does that make sense? Yes. The other part about this is all 12 disciples were present and participated in passing out the bread. You will be told what to do, and you will do it until the situation is resolved. And, and exceedingly and abundantly beyond what you thought you could do. Does that make sense? I was listening to, um, and I think, Lauren, I might have shared this with you. Micah Tyler, who you guys sang, the, the band has sang their song before. He wrote this song different, which I love that song. It is so powerful. And in, in the video of the song, he talks about how he had written the song two years before he did this video. And he's talking about how they had realized they had gone through their time. He's talking about a time of multitude issues. So his grandmother was diagnosed with um, blood cancer. And she was losing her hair. And he said that they had all come together. And they were all rallying and being there for her. And then Hurricane Harvey came through their, house, their town and flooded their house and knocked off their foundation. So now they're taking care of that, trying to figure that two weeks later or so. And then while they're trying to get that situated, a couple weeks later, they find out that his younger brother was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer. And he says that all through this thing, going through the multitudes, he's saying, please take this away. Send them away. Or please take us away. Make us, let us out of this. I'm tired. We, we, what we, you know, we don't know what to do in this situation. Let's go, send us away to go get the food. That's what in the, but he said that he realized the power of that song was that it was manifesting itself right then. He realized that the most powerful prayer was not please take this away, please take me away. It was please change me to be what I need to be in the midst of the circumstances of that situation. Amen? Amen. That's what we are called to do. We are called to come into multitude consciousness. No matter what the circumstance looks like, big or small, you keep the multitude consciousness, the infinite expression of who you are in God, knowing that no matter what, you number one, drop it. Your way of trying to figure it out. Number two, bless it. Number three, break it. He broke the bread. Break it means make your first step. In committing to do what you're told to do. And number four is do it until the situation is done. Does that make sense? The beautiful part is it will happen with abundance left over. The 12 disciples had a basket each filled with food. That's one. Number two, everybody was filled and satisfied. And I don't mean, no, okay, I had a lunch snack. I mean, Thanksgiving, I got to undo my belt and lean back. He had them sit down for a reason. He had them lounging so they can prepare for the tasty meal they're about to have. You know how you are on Thanksgiving, or am I the only one? <laughs> Y'all just looking brand new today. I made a, thanks, I made a Sunday dinner um, Friday. 
and Howard and I have been nibbling on it. And every night we've been nice and made some macaroni and cheese and some candy yams and some greens. And he had some chicken. And um, I made some crescent rolls to go with it, some sweet business and some fruit cocktail. And we've been full of So I've been living this multitude consciousness. <laughs> I'm prepared for today. I had some last night and I'm still kind of full. <laughs> What's the point? The point was this was a lesson for the disciples to see that the same power that was given to them, the same authority that was given to them to go out two by two to handle a little bit of healing people and knocking the dust off if they don't, you know, walk out of the city and kick off the dust if they don't, if they don't agree with you. Well, sometimes it comes to you and follows you. You can't kick off no dust, nothing. And so you have to welcome it with a multitude consciousness. Let me tell you something. You are all greater than you think. Like for real. You are all powerful expressions of God. And what we were talking about last week was coming together because it was new members service, was coming together as a church. Like the 12 disciples came together to handle that situation. Well, sometimes you're going to feel like there's nobody to come together with you. But the power of God is greater than that. The power of God will fill in those gaps. Does that make sense? And the 12 disciples represent your faith, represents your strength, represents your wisdom, your love, your power, represents your imagination, represents your understanding, represents your will, your divine choice, represents your divine order, represents your zeal that leads you forward, represents your power to release and eliminate your thoughts that are creating the issues around the situation, and it represents the life that you infuse into it that it is already done. Amen? Amen. I have a multitude consciousness. Together? I have a consciousness. Say it again. I have a Say it one more time. I have a Close your eyes and take a deep breath. Put your hand over your body. I mean over your heart. Begin to bless your body. Send love to your body. Commit to yourself that you will let go of looking at your circumstances and at, from a, per, a human perspective. Commit to go into looking at God first, studying the kingdom of God, who you are as a child of God, however you choose to do so. Commit to that deep relationship, having that relationship with God that when you go through the multitude circumstances, you will automatically click into multitude consciousness and welcome the circumstances. Commit to knowing that you don't have to know how it's going to work itself out because if you give it to God and bless it, God will work it out for you and give you yours to do in this situation. All the disciples had to do was deliver the, to deliver the bread. God did the multiplying. God is the power to multiply. You have everything you need right now to handle any circumstance in any situation. Breathe it in deeply. I have what I need, together. I have what I need. I am the multitude consciousness, together. I am the multitude consciousness. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. May not be able to do it in my human, but with God, all things. All things, not just some things, all things are possible with God. I have that much new consciousness. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Amen. Thank you so much. Revolving and the rosebuds know to bloom in early May. Just as hate knows love secure, you can rest your mind assured that I'll be loving you always. As now can reveal the mystery of tomorrow, but in passing we'll grow older every day. 
Cause all that's born is new You know what I say is true That I'll be loving you always Until the rainbow burns the stars out in the sky True love asks for nothing Her acceptance is the way we pay Did you know that life is giving love a guarantee To last you forever and another day Just as time new to move on since the beginning And the seasons know exactly when to change Kindness knows no shame Go through all your joy and pain That I'll be loving you consciousness. 
Let's close our eyes and take a deep breath. Whew. We have been fed. We are exceedingly and abundantly raised high. Let it come to your mind what you feel led to give for a love, love offering for today. Take another deep breath and breathe it in deeply. We're blessing it and knowing it will multiply exceedingly and abundantly beyond what we could ever, ever imagine. And that it will come back to us just as great and greater than it was when we sent it out. Now let's go ahead and if you need to open your eyes, do so. Let's affirm our love offering blessing together. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. Thank you, God. Amen. Let's stand up so we can do our prayer for protection. And as you hold this in your heart, actually, I want to do the birthday. The, uh, so uh, let's sit back down. We're going to do the multitude, put it down. Those of you who have March birthdays, anybody have March birthdays? Let's stand. We're going to sing happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to And many more. Yep, yep. Okay, now we can stand and do our prayer for protection. Like in a, a where do they go? Stand up, sit down, stand up. Catholic churches. Woo. We're mimicking a Catholic church, which isn't a bad thing, because sometimes we need our exercise. Okay, so let's just go ahead and do our prayer for protection. Uh, hold your hands up, breathing in the presence of God, and let's affirm this prayer for protection together. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is, and all is well. Thank you, God. Amen. Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings but would still like to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page, unityfh.com donate.